Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Daily Doctor's Kitchen with me, your host, Dr. Rupi. I'm a medical doctor, cookbook author, and supporter for nutritional medicine. The Daily Doctor's Kitchen is a series of bite-sized nuggets of information all to do with food, nutrition, and healthy living taken from my main podcast called The Doctor's Kitchen Podcast. And if you want to learn how to eat well every day, check out my recipes, books, and free newsletter at thedoctorskitchen.com. Culturally and from a health and resilience point of view, I think a lot more people are definitely cooking at home, which I, I'm, I'm loving seeing. And I think it's wonderful to see how many people are in the kitchen and how many people are actually learning to cook. Uh, those who hadn't had the time or whatever reason, that's it's completely understandable as well. But what I've seen is a shift from just baking banana bread, which I've done as well, and, and making cakes and cookies and all the comfort food to actually, okay, how can I use this as an opportunity to not just learn the basics of cooking, but also how to eat properly for health. And I think this sparks a cultural shift in resilience because what we're seeing and what I've seen, certainly from the work that I've done in my own hospital and getting involved in intensive care is uh, the propensity towards worse outcomes with COVID-19 uh, are there where you have comorbidities like high blood pressure, uh, cardiovascular disease, obesity, uh, metabolic issues, all of which are in part mitigated by your lifestyle and your diet. And I think there is a almost like a, a light bulb moment going in for lots of people's uh, heads. And I think, again, lifestyle-related issues lack the immediacy effect in the same way climate change lacks that as well i'll give you an example when i um explain to someone in primary care that they have high blood pressure they can't feel it they can't in the majority of cases you can't feel it you you can learn about it you can understand that it raises your risk of stroke and cerebrovascular disease cardiovascular issues etc you i can explain to them that it might lead to kidney issues eye problems etc but if it doesn't affect you in that moment then you're less inclined and less likely to make the behavior changes unless nudged appropriately um and I think this is something that a lot of people are clicking on because there's genuine fear about what's going on right now. And um, 
And, and I think uh, that this could be a cultural shift for a lot of people. By virtue of being here, of you guys being here, I'm sure this doesn't apply to you guys anyway. Uh, but I, I've, I've noticed that in, uh, in patients and, and people talking to me and engaging me on social media uh, that perhaps wouldn't have in, in the past. So I think there are some potential good things to come out of that. The other thing, um, uh, again, linking it back to our f- our health and our food landscape is rethinking uh, what healthy eating looks like and actually creating a, po- a resilient population. And this comes down less about the individual, although it is intrinsically linked, but more at a political and population level. There's been tons of campaigns about um, uh, reducing sugar consumption in children, uh, trying to tackle obesity, um, trying to tackle a whole bunch of other determinants of health, but one one in particular is sugar. And I think um, people have really lacked the understanding of just how bad sugar is. Now, I'm not an anti-sugar person. I don't believe that, you know, you should throw away your brownies and cookies and stuff. But I think we also need to uh, appreciate that sugar in its various forms can be addictive. Um, I've written a, a recent essay on this very topic and uh, we were lectured as part of my master's program by an incredible neuroscientist um, from Imperial College Healthcare Trust. And um, the, the arguments for why sugar in particular can be a, an, an addictive substance or have um, parallels with substances of misuse are pretty convincing. What I would say, rather than going to the science, is to to understand whether something is an addictive substance or not, you need to compare it with known substances of addiction. And what the characteristics are, are compulsion, uh, withdrawal effects, so those are both physical and emotional, um, as well as uh, tolerance effects. So that's where you need an ever-increasing dose of uh, a certain substance to have the same desired effect. And... We don't have human trials for this at this point with with sugar, Um, but there's a lot of animal and preclinical data that states that it lights up certain raw pathways in your brain that uh, mirror that of a number of different substances of misuse. Um, That isn't to say it's as addictive, but certainly on a spectrum of substances that could have addictive-like tendencies, it's certainly on there as well. the the added uh, issue with uh, sugar is that it is um it, it's part of feeding and we are hardwired to uh, engage in activities where we seek out things that have uh, sweetness and certain flavors and, and that's why the sugar fat uh, combination can be quite um uh, c- compelling um and just to to give you an idea about about what why um, sugar is particularly difficult to compare to substances of misuse is that the, the neurological reward, the emotional limbic system, as well as your um, your decision making prefrontal cortex, sort of triangulate to determine what your uh, feeding decision is. And that will lead to uh, decisions about chronic overeating. And not to blame the neurocircuitry and the impact of sugar on this circuitry alone, but certainly it does contribute. And when you combine that, that sort of uh, innate need for sugar with a food environment, which is littered with the stuff, to be frank, um, it's no wonder we have a population that is suffering for a number of different issues. And it's not just obesity. 
it, there is a that there is a huge number uh, of, um, of of patients that don't have overt obesity at all, but they have an unhealthy lifestyle. Um, so that's all I really want to talk about this because I think I want to speak to a, a neuroscientist on the show and talk about addiction uh, in a wider context, what the comparisons are and whether they are fair comparisons. But I think going forward out of this pandemic, it's something that we really need to um, address because in a sense, um, one of the reasons why the US is postulated to have such a, a poor outcome is because of the prevalence of chronic um, diseases, uh, lifestyle-related illnesses that are in part related to the number of sugar-sweetened beverages and the poor food options, as well as food deserts uh, that exist and hit the, the most vulnerable populations uh, in the country. I hope you enjoyed today's Daily Doctor's Kitchen. The Doctor's Kitchen podcast is where I discuss multiple topics around nutrition, medicine, and well-being with experts and researchers from around the globe. So do go check it out. And my latest cookbook is 321. Three portions of fruit and veg per person, two servings per recipe, and all using one pan. Find me on social media at doctors underscore kitchen and sign up for recipes every week at thedoctorskitchen.com. I'm Dr. Rupi. Have a beautiful day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.